and welcome to the Bibble Babes, your podcast for analyzing the Barbie cinematic universe. I'm Gabby. And I'm Catherine. And we're your Bibble Babes. On today's episode, we're talking about the third installment in the Fairytopia cinematic universe, Barbie Fairytopia, Magic of the Rainbow. Arguably the worst one. I don't know how, okay, so you know how with the Shrek movies, the first one is like solid, the second one is the best, and the third one just is horrible? Same thing with the Barbie Fairytopia films, like, second one is the best, third one is garbage, like. Rip, ripped my girl Alina. Ripped, ripped to her. my girl Alina, they did her dirty, and our man Bibble, but we'll get into that. So, Barbie Fairytopia Magic of the Rainbow debuted on Nickelodeon on March 11th, 2007, and DVD two days later. That is right, folks. They stopped it with the VHS releases. I hate to break it to you. You can never own all three Fairytopias on VHS because it did not happen. (laughs) In case you collect VHSs of Barbie films to each their own anyway it sees a return of the main cast from the first two barbie fairytopia films including the voice talents of kelly sheridan as lena and lee talker as bibble (laughs) alina after having saved fairytopia twice is now a celebrity in her home of the magic meadows she's chilling in the meadow with bibble and dandelion when azura guardian of fairy town shows up and asks alina to become her apprentice which, like, makes sense because she knows Alina, but also where's the guardian of the Magic Meadows? We never find out. Who, what's her name? We don't know. She's one of them, but who's, who's to say which one? Kachow. Just don't think about it too much. Don't even think about the fact that never have we heard of the guardians being replaced, ever. Who's to say how long fairies even live for? Like... Are you a guardian and for life, or is it like a term limit? Like, how does it work? Are, <laughs> are we talking like president term limit? Are we talking for life, Supreme Court? Are we talking about as many times as you get elected Congress? If they're the governing bodies of their own distinct areas within Fairytopia, are they elected, or is this a monarchical system? What is going on? The government of Fairytopia is a mess and we will never know. You will never know. You will never know because they don't say anything. And then it's and it's like, you know, usually how sometimes you just kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit with some films where they just kind of gloss over things. Like This is one where you literally just cannot suspend your disbelief because they make reference to the system that runs Fairyland. Fairytopia? Fairytopia? I don't know why I just said Fairytopia. <laughs> the system that runs Fairytopia, they make reference to it the whole film. The whole film hinges on the way Fairytopia is run, and they give no explanation how it actually happens. And it's not even like little tidbits in the other previous movies. No, you get nothing ever. It gives nothing, you get nothing. It wouldn't matter if the plot wasn't central around the functioning of the Fairytopia government, okay? I hate it. Anyway, Alina agrees to become a guardian apprentice and sets off to the Crystal Palace where she and the other apprentices will be trained so that they can eventually perform the Flight of Spring and presumably take over as the guardians themselves someday, somehow. The Flight of Spring apparently also 
this movie just froze us at us uh fairies control the seasons so that's new um and if they don't perform the flight of spring then uh winter keeps going and that's bad because then people die so i i up until this point there's been no mention of elemental or nature powers with our fairies Really, I'm pretty certain the only thing they've ever done is fly, and they only do magic things if they're the Enchantress or Laverna. Or if they have the magical necklaces, which the Guardians have, that were granted to them by the Enchantress. Like, up until this point, that has been the only method of doing magic in Fairytopia, and now just like, lol. Also, they control the seasons! And again! You can have suspension of disbelief over magic systems in certain stories, but this plot again hinges on learning magic. And so, like, the fact that they just have no system seemingly that makes any sense and there's no prior reference to it, you're just like, you can't suspend your disbelief. You can't do it. The magic system in this movie compared to the other two is the difference between the magic system in Harry Potter and the magic system in Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, there's magic, but only a few, a select few can do it. And under very certain circumstances, using certain items. And in the previous two movies, only a few people could do magic. And sometimes there are magical objects. But in Harry Potter, like, wizards can do magic. You just have to learn. And apparently that's what it's like now in Magic of the Rainbow. Everyone who is a certain type of humanoid can do magic if they learn out of school. And the dramatic shift between these two magic systems angers me. <laughs> it li- No, it literally is like, I'm sorry. Okay, maybe when I was little... I could have suspended my disbelief a little bit, but that's also probably because I wasn't watching them in such quick succession as we did for this. I just, it, no, it makes no sense and in a way that is aggravating because it is central to the plot. What? It's like if in the third Lord of the Rings book, Frodo was like, I'm going to go to magic school and become a wizard. <laughs> why? Why? And I know why. They were probably trying to like, bank in on the trend of the time of magical schools which you know harry potter was really big and like i think wizards of waverly place came out around this time and there was percy jackson was starting to be big so like i get it y'all want a magic school but why this movie you could have just made another movie it didn't have to be this universe you didn't have to mess it up this much mattel ugh they could have literally just flushed out their already existing universe bet like it actually flushed it out i was gonna say better but like actually flush it out i i would have been fine with alina being trained to you know play a bigger role in fairytopian society that's fine sure of course she saved fairytopia like twice now why wouldn't they want to put her in the business Business. but the way they did it was horrible like like the world building is so inconsistent with the previous two films it just sucks it's horrible because fairytopia one establishes the world and then mermaidia builds on that in a fun way you get to see more it feels like 
you know how when you're in a video game and parts of the map are grayed out until you get there? That's what it felt like. This one feels like they just like slammed down an awkwardly shaped puzzle piece and jammed it in where it wasn't supposed to go and you're just supposed to accept it. It's like if I was building a puzzle of a steam engine and there was just a piece with a horse face on it and you just had to shove it in there and it didn't make any sense. Yes, precisely. Do we want to hit with the performing the flight of spring and where we think they got that from? Uh, yeah, we can neither confirm or deny any of this. This is just us speculating. But in 2008, the Disney film Tinkerbell came out, which features a similar plot of fairies must prepare for spring or else winter will continue and everyone will die which is like the same thing we're seeing here and this movie came out first but like Tinkerbell was in production and also had a whole book series already published so like it could just be a coincidence but it's it's quite the coincidence I think not coincidence I think not (laughs) We cannot confirm or deny. We are speculating. We do not speak for Disney or Mattel. (laughs) This is just us being conspiracy theorists over here. Over fairy media. I think you're right. I think you're right. There are other things horrible about the flight of spring, but we will touch on them later. So Alina, she arrives at this crystal palace. Is it sort of a palace? Is it sort of a school? They don't tell you, but it's implied that it's kind of a school, but also a palace. I don't know. It makes no sense. Why? Yeah. But she arrives at this apprenticeship school thing, and she meets a series of bland and rather obnoxious characters who all kind of blur together including a pseudo-love interest for Alina named Lyndon, whose entire personality is nice boy. He's a boy who is nice. That's it. Hate him. And that's all, that is literally, like, it's, it's not, it's wild to me that we're not even, like, cracking jokes in a way where it's like, aha, overgeneralization of his personality to be funny. No, that is literally all you ever know about this person. He likes animals, so he's nice to animals, and he's nice to Alina. Like, that's it he's a nice boy nothing then we meet glee who is supposed to become alina's new bestie but has the personality of drying paint um and glee's overly gendered puffball dizzle who is unfortunately bibble's love interest um dizzle is hot pink with giant eyelashes and eyeshadow and lipstick and you know how do they do sing with like female animals where they're like Put the waist real small and give it like pseudo boobs. That's what they did. Dummy thick hips. And I hate it. Why is she like that? She could have just been a puffball. Like, I don't even mind the. I don't even mind the fact that she's pink, but the fact that they changed her shape and like tried to make her up girly girly with makeup and stuff. It, no no and then also yeah just, uh, 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 you can tell how we feel about this film already probably rage we feel rage <laughs> then you also meet mean girl and alina's rival sunburst who has vague light powers also for some reason all of these fairies 
they're doing the same magic at the school, but you also like low key get the implication that they all do different things. Like Alina's buddy Glee seems to be heavily affiliated with plants. Was that her? She was kind of like a plant girly. Yeah, she was like a plant fairy. And then Sunburst, as by like her name and the way that she literally has like suns on the ends of her wings and then like orange design, everything is like very much affiliated with light and the sun and linden talks to animals they each have their own power yeah they're just it just they all have very split which is again kind of giving tinkerbell yes and pixie exactly. hollow but in a way where it's just like it's low-key implied in their character design and not at all mentioned anywhere else i i hate it so much we hate it we hate it <sighs> We also meet Shimmer, who just sucks in every way imaginable. And for the most ungodly reason, I cannot imagine why they did this. She flies with her hair. Like, she doesn't have wings. She has braids off the back of her head that are vaguely in the shape of wings that flutter. And it's and it's horrible. It's terrifying. And also, for some reason, she's not like a barbie she's like shorter and her head is too big for her body and i hate it it's i her design is just it's giving lazy nightmare fuel and i don't i don't know this is so nitpicky i maybe i'm just gonna be a horrible nitpick but like there's literally her hair is not displacing the air that it needs to to keep her flying like physically she just does not make sense it's such a weird like is her hair have muscles like why, why how is it fluttering it what why or why would it just been a regular fairy but no she had to have magical flying hair what happens if she cuts her hair can't she cut her hair I don't even mind magic hair. Give me Disney's Rapunzel any day. Give me give me magical hair, sure. Magical hair that, that is is wings. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's uncomfy. I don't like it. Um then we have Fabian who's just super narcissistic. That is literally it. And then Lumina, who is probably the most interesting, but only because she has the like granted watered down but still personality of luna lovegood and has visions of the future she has like like a moon aesthetic going on yeah she's my favorite but that's not saying much because they all suck they're all horrible you get a little personality from her but it's you don't get time with her and so you don't really get to like imprint is not the word i'm looking for but like you you don't you started talking about Twilight at the beginning of this call before we were recording. I'm sorry. Now it's in my brain. You don't get that time with her to really begin to care about her as a character. You're just like, oh, she seems actually kind of cool in comparison to all of these horrible characters that have no personality or anything about them. Like she does kind of seem like she has something going on, but you get no time with her. And so it doesn't develop and go anywhere, which is a shame. This whole film is a shame. Yes. Why? All these characters are so one-dimensional. I hate it. Okay, with our less-than-exciting new cast of characters, the squad begins fairy lessons with the Guardians, which makes one wonder if all the Guardians are here, being glorified teacher who's running the government. But apparently, it's unimportant to this film. 
<laughs> I just, I doesn't make it doesn't I, I, like again. It just like I know that's nitpicky, but it doesn't make sense, and it's awful. And also, it, it for some I can't explain. Maybe you also kind of got this vibe or like also felt this way, but part of me really just hated that when the whole school storyline starts and Alina is there, quote unquote, learning, she is just like, even though she's not performed magic in any of the other films, even though it's her first day or whatever, and they, you know, just showed up and oh my gosh, she can't even like, she has, again, they give her like a doormat personality, which is like, come on, let her develop. She saved Fairytopia twice. Why, like, why is people walking all over her like a doormat? This like, is dumb. Like, people, like, Sunburst and Shimmer and the others are, like, bullying her? They're like, yeah, you saved Fairytopia twice, but that doesn't mean anything. We're better than you. I'm like, how? Why? And why are you taking this, Alina? Let her stand up for herself. Give her confidence that isn't relying on the opinions of other people. Yeah. Let her have her moment. But also, at the same time, I hate how she's instantly good at everything in fairy what? school. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. It's just, it's unrealistic, which is stupid to say about a fairy movie. I understand. But, like, where is the film going if she, like, doesn't have, like, school is so central. This teaching of fairy magic is so central to the plot. You're telling me she's just good off the bat? It's so frustrating because they go to water control lessons or whatever and Sunburst is good and Alina's super nervous that she won't be as good and then she gets up there and she's like way overpowered and does it all like to an insane degree and she has control issues because she's so powerful but they don't do anything of that ever. It's just like you can't control your magic Alina which could have been like a saying right she could have been really good but had no control that could have been interesting but they don't do anything with it she's just really good and she has one instance where she's out of control and then never does that again and you're like why how what even is going on it's hearts it's awful and it's like it I think the two things kind of tie together for me because I kind of almost understand why some of her peers did not like her. And when they initially met her, they were rude. But after they're in school, like, I'm sorry, you're going to tell me that you like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't even know if I can really, I don't know, do this. Um, And then like, be so OP that it's not even funny. Oh my God. It's like that kid who like, I just, I, I don't even know if I can like, do this test i didn't even this uh, you know all this whatever and then like it does extremely well even though they kept going on and on about how they didn't study it's like shut up shut up yeah it mm, it's cringe i don't like it i don't like what they did to lena's personality in this film because she has this weird like i i'm just i can't do it i'm not like i'm not as powerful or whatever i'm not sure if i can do this me 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 as a girl you saved fairytopia twice why won't you stand up for yourself the the Alina we know from Mermaidia and Fairytopia would have never took any of this nonsense. She stood up for herself to Dahlia and Nori and others, and she just did what Period. she had to do. And I'm like, Period. <laughs> it's just, it's why are so, you doubting yourself? Why are you con- like this, Alina? I hate it. It's contrary to the past films, yes. and it's contrary to her as a like. It just. It doesn't line up with the past and it is awful 
in context of her doing extremely well in the actual film yeah. itself like the third one like it was it just doesn't make any sense it's such a bad characterization also they did bibble dirty too because like they basically gave him the the intelligence and personality of an obnoxious toddler, and I hate it. And also, he has an extremely unimportant side plot where he has a loose tooth that he's going to lose, and he's trying to hunt the tooth fairy, and I hate it so much. Like, like it has nothing to do with the story. It's just thrown in there to give Bibble something to do, which, like, you know, okay, I get it. He doesn't really speak to like he doesn't speak english to the audience in the way that we would understand but even despite that in the previous films he was advancing the plot like things that he were doing he was doing even if it was goofy meant something when he was trying all the different berries to like show what they were all doing it's like you got this exposition about what those berries do to things and that's so integral to the plot in romania and in other films like everything he does while sometimes goofy is like legitimately helpful in most cases and in this one he just has this random plot that does absolutely nothing to anything else in the film and he's dumbed down like he was goofy in a class clown way before maybe a little bit in the other films but he was genuinely helpful in this film he is literally just there to be the brunt of every joke like he oh haha bibble thinks he's gonna catch the tooth fairy how stupid la, 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 la. how I, dare they how dare they how dare they do this to bibble it's it, it is a personal offense to both gabby Gab and myself we're the bibble babes we do not stand for the slander <laughs> meanwhile laverna is mad because she's a frog and you know no one wants to be a frog i guess and she wants to take her revenge on alina and the enchantress she sends Max, her fungi minion, to spy on Alina, and then decides to trick Alina into freeing her from her frog form. And personally, I don't think this would have happened if Alina wasn't so. Oh my god! Like, can I even? Can I even do it? Oh my! Oh my god! I just. Oh, oh my god! Like, if Alina wasn't so stupid in this movie, Laverna's plot would not work. Period. Thank you. Yep. So. Again, going back to the character that we've already probably forgotten about because we, no personalities, nothing happening, but Sunburst, the very mean sun-related light fairy who's upsetty spaghetti with Alina for existing, that one. She's very cocky and mean to Alina and basically gaslights Alina into thinking she sucks, which isn't hard to do because Alina already has a complex about herself in this film, like we've discussed. (laughs) Um, And it makes no sense like we've discussed um alina turns out to be super op at magic but has zero control and that never comes back so the plot point is literally useless and sunburst is just there to be mad at a useless plot point which makes sunburst even more boring literally anyway later alina and linden are taking a walk and they come across an injured toad who's suspiciously wearing eyeshadow and a cloak, but they don't care. Apparently, and I think horrible. also has Laverna's hair. Yeah, it also has Laverna's hair. <laughs> like what? So Lyndon, who conveniently speaks to animals, um, he speaks to her, the frog, and learns that the toad has been cursed by Laverna, and they are both stupid. So they accept this explanation, and Alina uses an undoing spell, which she learned earlier because she accidentally like turned 
sun-kissed blue sunburst something sunburst blue or something i don't know it was stupid anyway she does the undoing spill to free the toad from this horrible curse and of course the toad is laverda who immediately flies off to cause trouble There's i think no, no critical thinking involved uh, speaking of no critical thinking do you remember how in like the first movie it was kind of like oh my god is laverna even like a real person because yeah, yeah, nobody had like, seen her even though she was apparently the enchantress's sister and all this yeah that's the problem with this kind of propaganda coming from the enchantress about you know i will never confirm or deny whether or not i have an evil sister who wants to take over fairytopia yeah is that when confronted with a frog that is identical looking to laverna linden has no idea because all the fairytopia was like literally two months ago uncertain of whether or not she existed Dumb. Dumb. What is the entrenchers doing? Why is she awful? Nothing. She is she has something in common with Homegirl, the Enchantress from Swan Lake, is that they're doing nothing. nothing. They're doing literally nothing. Nothing. I- anyway. <laughs> we then see Sunburst go into some bushes where something happens that we're not quite sure about. Oh, I wonder what it could be. Oh wow! And then she starts acting weird. I wow. wonder what it could be. Wonder what it could be. Uh, meanwhile, Alina and Lyndon go to the Guardians and tell them that they accidentally released Laverna. Oopsie daisy. Uh, oopsie. I do. I will give them credit for being like legitness about that, like for telling the truth to the Guardians and going immediately to them. Because that is another gripe that I have. It's so overdone in children's media that the kids are like, "Oh my god, this horrible world catastrophe level thing has happened." We can't tell anyone because we could get in trouble, even though the alternative is literally a world-ending catastrophe. Like, no. Right to go tell the Guardians. Like, that was right to go tell the Guardians. We will give them that. We'll give them that. Um, but the Guardians laugh them off and show them that a magic mirror uh, shows that Laverna is still in the hinterlands as a toad. It is later revealed that Max has been magicked into looking like Laverne the Toad, and the Guardians still agree to put extra precautions into place, even though they don't think Laverna is actually a threat. And I think that this is like the one bit of good plot in here, because I think so many other storylines where the kids are like, oh my god, we're not going to tell adults, would be valid if you just give the little moment of, they told the adults and the adults don't believe them. Like, that's fine. That's perfect. I love how, like, the Guardians are even like, you know what? Sure, we'll add up extra precautions, even though we don't believe you. Like, there is a little bit of responsibility happening there. They they still fumble it. They still fumble it. But they do have something going on. They tried. A for effort, I guess. A solid B+. plus. Yes, a B plus for effort, kind of. Anyway, we're, we're very lenient graders on this one. So, despite the efforts to... Put extra protections in place. Um, all the guardians fall ill and are trapped in comas. Oopsie. Um, so how good of guardians can they actually be? If in the first film they were all taken out by Laverna, and in this film they are all also immediately taken out by Laverna. They're not guardians great. of what? Who's to say? We don't know. They're not great at their job. Now they're in comas, and the flight of spring is just a few days away. Oh, no. Now the Enchantress must train all the apprentices her house herself in just a few short days. The first thing she's ever done. Yep, that's all she's ever done. 
And you would think that this might be an issue because, you know, they just started learning magic like a week ago. So, like, how can they perform this super important ritual with only, like, three days to train? But don't worry, it's not that big of a problem. And after a quick, quick training montage, the apprentices are ready to perform the Flight of Spring. It took them three days to learn everything they needed to know. Three days to learn the thing that is so important that the government of Fairytopia hinges on the people who do it. Literally. Three days, baby. Three days. <laughs> A brief training seminar. Also, I... One of the... So the Flight of Spring is in three parts. Um, The first is some sort of light... It's like... No, the first part is some sort of water thing. The second part is something called Flants. Flants! I hate it. dancing! I hate Flants! <laughs> They were like, it's like a dancing in air because they're fairies. And like, you know, we got really good at animating ballet because we're Mattel and have so many ballet themed animated movies, which I would be fine with the fact that they have, you know, cute twirling in the air. That's wonderful. What else are fairies for? But why do they call it flance? Why do they call it flance? That is horrendous. I hate it. Thank you. I hate it. And then the third part is some sort of like light thing where they fire light at this like flower and it like blooms and spring starts so that's that's what we got going on i just we had to talk about flants because it's awful yes apparently the guardians perform the flight of spring every year to bring spring to fairytopia and if they don't do this then there won't be a spring and it will keep being winter never mind that this movie appears not to take place during winter and also that the fairies have never really had elemental powers until now but okay this plot point is also suspiciously similar to the plot of the Tinkerbell movie, even though this movie came out the year before, but whatever, we discussed that. We don't speak for the brand or the company. Period. Like, if they're starting spring, why does this movie not take place? It, there's there's flowers and green trees. There's no snow in sight. Is this winter in, like, Florida? What's going on? It doesn't make any sense. Why are we so concerned about spring coming if there's still flowers and plants? Like, I don't know. It, I, I hate it. What is know. going on? It's so and cool. at least in the Tinkerbell movie, wasn't it that they were concerned about bringing spring to not never like not where the fairies yes. were in Neverland? They were worried about bringing it to the like real world. Yeah. So Neverland like has different quadrants. Each one is its own season or whatever. Except I think in other movies, they change it to like there's a half that's like fall spring and summer and then half of it is winter and you can't go into winter else you'll like die but it's weird we don't have time to get into the complex world building of the pixie hollow cinematic universe but it's more sense than this (laughs) but at least it makes at least it makes sense that they're like you know what aha yes the real world we control the seasons of that real world so it doesn't matter what they're showing on screen in neverland and in pixie hollow because it's they have a very clear target this is like we're gonna die in the winter if this doesn't happen and it's like what winter what winter like is it just winter in fairytopia or is it for the whole like world because like if you get into the map of this cinematic universe you have fairytopia which is divided into the seven kingdoms each one has a guardian each one represents the color of the rainbow uh one of them is the magic meadows one of them is fairy town others have other names i don't know what those are but you know whatever you also have mermadia which is the in the ocean is that gonna freeze over yeah is that gonna freeze over what's going on and then in the later film 
films with Mariposa, Alina's like cousin, I think. Um, we find out about Shimmervale. Is that gonna freeze? What's go like? What's the scope of this like eternal winter? Like, is it just is it the whole world? Is it just Fairytopia? How does that work? Like, what's going on? I it doesn't. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Don't, I don't understand. I don't know what is happening, and I don't like it. So anyway, Sunburst has been weirdly nice to Alina, which is really weird because her only personality up until this point was that she was really mean to Alina, but now she's nice. So, you know, whatever. And Alina is suspicious because this is weird. Um, Yeah. And then in the middle of the flight of spring, for some reason, Sunburst slips up and tells Alina something that Sunburst would never be able to know. And Alina realizes that Sunburst is actually Laverna in disguise. Who could have guessed that when Sunburst fell into that conveniently placed bush and suspicious magic happened that she was secretly Laverna? Who's to say? Wow. Couldn't have seen that coming. Woo. Surely not me. Yeah. Good job. That happens. Um, but you know, remember how I gave them a kudos for telling people when bad things went down? Not this time. Immediately, immediately take doing that one eighty. Instead yeah. of telling anyone, including the apparently extremely powerful enchantress, Alina takes off in the middle of the flight of spring to go find the real sunburst because they need her to complete the flight of spring for some reason. Which also, like, Laverna's plan has been this whole time is kind of vague because she's kind of just been, like, doing the flight of spring like normal, but whatever. Um, like, also, what's the plan? Who's to say? <laughs> I guess, like, she intended to flub it up. Um, but apparently, like, the Enchantress, like, you, she can't just take Sunburst's place when it's revealed that Sunburst is Laverna. Or, like, you know, you tell the Enchantress, like, you should have Alina that... Laverna is actually like pretending to be Sunburst or whatever. This would have the easy fix. Easy fix. Also, you're gonna tell me that your thought was I will search all of the area surrounding the Crystal Palace or whatever, potentially all of God knows where, because all of Fairytopia, maybe, to find this singular fairy who didn't go through the you know three-day boot camp for Flight of Spring. She doesn't know what she's doing, even if you found her. Because I think that is what's gonna... Girl, be so for real. What? Be so for real. How are you gonna find it before the flight of spring is complete? Like, what's going on? And apparently they need the seven guardians. They need seven people to complete it. And now they're down to five, technically? And I'm like, Yeah, Alina leaving, that definitely didn't make that any better. No, it didn't. But, yeah, she should have just told the enchantress... They get a D- they get an F on this one. They get an F. Tell people things. Communicate. They do. Like, the Enchantress is right there. She knows how to do the flight of spring. Why isn't she gonna step in? But no, apparently not. She can't do anything. She just watches. I hate it. Anyway, Alina magically finds Sunburst in the nick of time and frees her from an enchanted water bubble. Whatever. Oh, there was like a thing that like sun fairies powers stop working if they're in water. Again, types of fairies that is literally never illuminated or gone into ever again. <laughs> illuminated sun fairies. But I'm <laughs>
Anyway, she frees her, and the two of them arrive at the flight of spring just in time as they're about to go on to the final part where they shoot the magical light at the blossom to make it bloom, and they need they really need seven people for this one, apparently. They've been doing, like, this middle bit, which is apparently fine with just five, but they really need seven for this last part. <laughs> Only five necessary for flancing. Only five are needed for flancing. <laughs> Lancing itself is actually really not all that necessary. We just wanted them to do it. <laughs> they confront Laverna, who then transforms back into herself and then threatens to destroy the flight of spring, which is on pause right now. Apparently they can pause it. Um, unless Even though it's a super delicate process. Yeah, they just put that bad boy on pause. On pause. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Unless the enchantress abdicates the throne. Like, that's legally binding in this scenario. I that's how abdication works, but whatever. I don't think about the government. It doesn't exist in this movie. Anyway, the enchantress agrees and abdicates the throne. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but abdication just seems so like clinical. I guess it's so like, what is going on? Anyway, she agrees, and then the Laverna traps her in a magical birth chamber, but then Laverna, because she's evil, breaks her promise and tries to destroy the magic flower being used in the flight of spring, but Alina jumps in front of it to stop Laverna, but she isn't powerful enough on her own. Remember how she was, like, super overpowered earlier? Apparently not anymore. We're just... Rip. She's just normal now. Literally, what was the point of the OP plot then? What was the point of her being OP? Um, and then, uh, also, I'm sorry, the Enchantress, did you really think your sister was going to keep that? Like, for for real. How many times has she tried to kill you, Enchantress? At least once. Technically, like, twice, if you count, you know, the whole poisoning of Mermaidia to eventually take over Fairytopia plot from the last movie. But, you know, why do you trust her, Enchantress, at all? Crazy. Crazy. So the other apprentices shoot power at Alina, a la the crystal thing from the first film. Yeah. Uh, giving her a major outfit upgrade into a rainbow. Oh, an outfit downgrade. Oh, downgrade. I've read that so well. Yeah, it is a downgrade. The outfit, the new outfit sucks. They were like, we needed to market a new doll. And, and it's so much worse. Hurts. It's so bad. It's ugly. I Maybe I could have even forgiven this film if they like, actually had an outfit upgrade but they achieved peak outfit in the second film and so when they downgraded in this film i i can't forgive it that's gotta kind of suck for alina because like her previous wings and outfit was apparently her true form and now she's just not in her true form anymore for all of her she is no longer in her true form so that's 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 cute i guess um but it gives her a power boost that allows her to pulverize laverna killing her forever because she turns into a bunch of dust so hashtag Thanos. i i mean she really kind of just went poof like <laughs> she just they killed her they yeah. killed her in cold blood <laughs> oh, no, this not cold blood right and no, it's, yeah it's not cold but they literally murdered her not murdered well, they, they just in this, in this children's film. In this children's film, they just killed. Okay, anyway. Anyway, um, they then complete the flight of spring. Even though the like fl- the bud was looking a little rough, they like kachow and like make it better. And they all graduate fairy school, even though they were like you know in it for four days, maybe. 
And that's not how apprentices work, but all right. Also, so when they shoot Alina with their magical power beams, like they do in the first film, the first film, they could only do that because they had the guardian necklaces given to them by the Enchantress. But these apprentices don't have that necklace. So how are they using the same sort of power here as in the first film? Also, no, make no sense. Also, and if they were using the same kind of magic on the first film, why didn't Alina transform into the Rainbow Fairy then? What is going on? Also, we never get an explanation for why she has the rainbow in her eye, which is... That's what I was going to say. Like, there has so much to do with the rainbow in this film, but not once is it brought up that she apparently has the rainbow in her eye. Like, they could have at least said it. Like, yeah, okay, sure, she becomes the rainbow fairy because she has the rainbow in her eye, but they never bring up the rainbow in the eye thing, and so it literally, like, it never comes to fruition. It never happened. Like, the connection is not made. Nothing. Like, if you had seen the first two films and they told you the next one was Magic of the Rainbow, you would think it would be about the mysterious rainbow in her eye that people have been talking about for the past two movies that apparently makes her different and special. But no, none of it. Awful. Also, they get rid of her cool crest of courage tattoo, which she earned in the last film. She doesn't have it anymore. And I, I'd i be salty if my tattoo disappeared. Like, if one of my tattoos just disappeared, especially one that I earned for extreme courage and underwater activities, I'd be upset. Outfit downgrade. Outfit also, downgrade. Also, with the magic of the rainbow... It would have been, I think what makes me so upset about it, it would have been so easy to show, like, shoehorn in. Because the whole film is about rainbows, and the, she was OP, right? All it would have taken was, like, you know, this magic of the rainbow thing she has going on. It makes her too powerful, but she needs to learn how to control it. Boom. Explanation given. World building. Following through. Ugh. Part of me if some of that was originally supposed to be in and they like cut it for some reason we'll never know but like it we'll makes sense if they had it and then cut it it would explain some plot holes unless you were a script writer on this film please tell me i have please. to know we need to know it angers us Ugh. also bibble in case you really cared he loses his tooth yay he, he shows up for his little semi little plot thing that He's been basically incognito We like, just a little puffer thing. that fl- He literally is demoted to the puffball things from Club Penguin because he does nothing in this film. He just follows her around. That's it. And loses his tooth. He tries to catch the tooth fairy, but it doesn't work. Um, but now Dizzle has a loose tooth. So maybe next time. Also, he kisses Dizzle, and I hate it. Why? Ew, gross. Ew, Ew gross. Awful. Okay, and then Alina has an extremely lukewarm goodbye with Lyndon and Glee. It's just like, bye, see ya. She doesn't know any of these two well enough to really care, and neither the week. They were only in that school for like four days, a week at most. That's just not enough time. And also, you don't spend enough time as an audience member with the new characters, so no one cares. Like, it is difficult to balance a whole new cast of characters. When you have this many of them but while something like the 12 dancing princesses actually does a really good job where they like everyone sure has a baseline character and they have like one thing that defines them but they choose characters to flesh out more to make you care about them here you don't care about anyone they didn't do that they were like here are some baseline traits everyone gets a singular personality trait that is it we shall flesh out none of you and it's like no that's not how you do it you gotta have someone to care about. And you just said, Lyndon's a boy. You'll care about him because he's a boy. 
that kind of likes Alina. Alina's not into it though. So like this the best way to describe these three films. I'm about to lay it out. Like this is this is I just my magnum opus is about to fall from my mouth. The first film was written like it's from fanfiction.net. The second film is written like it's from AO3. And this third film is straight from Wattpad, baby. Like it just no plot, no good characterization. Just it is this is Wattpad fanfiction, baby. Oh my god, you are so right. You are so right. And that pains me. Oh my god. Like you get those the initial world, the you know, Kachao thing happening, fanfiction-y type. Ooh, look at us talking about fairies, haha, in the first film. Then you really get this like deep delve dive into this like intricacies of a little bit of magic and mermaidia in the world. Yeah, let me just throw out some more puns here. In a way that's like really reminiscent of how people expand upon like worlds in AO3. And then you have this film that exists it's there it's out there on wattpad being a fan fiction you sure can watch it it's an option i mean you might even get adopted by harry styles in one direction at the end like (laughs) i throw my hair into a messy butt that is the film that is this film also the way that it feels like linden was supposed to be Alina's love interest, but is so underdeveloped that it just is nothing. I honestly, I never needed any romance from her. I think I, regardless of who was around her, it was always about her and Bibble and the friends they made along the way. The fact yeah. they just tried to shoehorn the romance in with Lyndon and Dizzle in this film is really heinous. And like that's not to say romance in a film is bad. No, a lot of times it can be very good. But if you are not going to develop any of the characters in your film, let alone the love interests, why bother? it's just i literally why bother that's my whole thing with the character like if you're gonna toss in these characters and try to hint at like you know all this you if you're not gonna spend the time actually doing it the right way why Why bother bother? and glee is very clearly supposed to replace nori but she will never replace nori because nori is so much better nori has a personality unlike some people no. Like, I'm sure they're great if you got to know them, but the film yeah. doesn't let you get to know them, so... Yeah. Like, even Nalu, who wasn't in the film for, like, too, too much time in Mermaidia, he had way more characterization and development than any of these new characters. Like, you know who Nalu is. He, like, he has a personality. But these guys? I... Linden? I don't know anything about Linden. He's just a generic fairy man. And it's wild to me because Nalu's personality is so, like, you get a sense of him as a character, even though most of that film, he's literally just, like, hanging from a rope. Yeah, like, you, he, you get a sense of who he is as a guy, and here, yeah, like, if Nalu can do it hanging from a rope, you can have a personality too, Linden. Period. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... 
where do we rank the dress the new one because she spends most of the movie actually in her old previous dress which somehow also doesn't look as good as it did in the last movie i'm gonna give this new rainbow look a two out of ten because it's heinous but it's not the worst thing ever i I'm gonna give it a, like a 1.5. Fair. It's just like it's so obvious. Like I don't mind new outfits if it's because I mean like yeah okay I know you want to market a new doll with a new outfit or whatever but if you like actually build it like it was so beautifully done in the second film like sure new outfit means new doll whatever make your money it was earned it yeah. was earned this one earned. not earned whatsoever and also it's ugly it's 1. ugly it's, it's just no i don't like it Mm-mm. it's just boring it's basic it's exactly what you think a rainbow dress would look like and i don't like it it's kind of giving clown energy just a little like, bit how do you bomb the actual rainbow that's my question too like how do you make the oh. rainbow ugly they did it they found a way do you think there's a moral to this film at all? If I had to out of nowhere pull from literal nothing some sort of moral, it would be please do what Alina did the first time and not the second time and tell people when bad things have happened because people around you can support you and help you. Yeah. But yeah. that's not really to the film's credit, really, all that much. Like, that's obviously not what they were going for. It just it just kind of is a weird byproduct. Yeah. I would say that's a good message, but, like, it wasn't what the film was going for. So we're kind of just getting a plate of nothing. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Don't be a, a poo-poo head to your fellow classmates. I guess. Have a backbone. Alina, please. I, it, there, it, you get nothing their characterization is so bad it's horrible the plot is so bad that you don't really get like a good message out of it if i were to rewrite this film i and we had to keep the basic structure of alina going to fairy school to become an apprentice to the guardians to take on the flight of spring i think what i would do is a have her bond with azura who she is apprenticing under b Give them some sort of, like, apprentice-level necklace so that the power system made sense. Because in the previous films, you established that the powers came from the necklaces given to them by the Enchantress. So just give them, like, an apprentice-level, like, training wheel version of that. That would make more sense. Period. Um, Give Alina a backbone. Like, and a personality, please. Like, same personality as the last films. So when she runs into people like Sunburst and Shimmer or whatever, she's like, I don't need to take your jerkiness i don't have to deal with that um have her kind of suck at magic at first but get better through perseverance to sort of showcase and maybe don't even have her be the most powerful by the end she could just you know she could just be a good friend who works together with other people and they work together to use the powers and skills that they have to defeat the enemy she doesn't need to be super ultra powerful magically she could just be like you know a really good person and friend and have a good moral compass and like the cleverness to solve things even if she isn't handed all of the components to do it easily like in the first film so much of that movie is her problem solving things that are difficult for her 
And we have the Selena in the third film has no problem solving our critical thought at all. They should have kept that here. I don't even need her to be good at magic, just to or, like be intelligent and a good friend and work together. And the best thing about yeah, the good friend, but she was yeah. emotionally intelligent. Like the whole second yeah. film of her growing that friendship with Nori. Where was that? And when all of the guardians fall into coma, have the apprentices realize that they have to put aside their differences and become friends actually actually bond so that it makes sense when they work together in the end that would be so much more fulfilling it'd be such a good message to be like yeah even if you don't always get along you can work together yes this is this is already three thousand times better and like sure maybe at the end they can do the big power-up thing where they all fire the power at her because she's even though so she has the rainbow in her eye yeah she has has the rainbow in the eye which is why so okay if i was writing the fanfic version of this the better version in my opinion she would kind of suck at magic but she still sacrifices herself in the end by taking the brunt force of laverna's magic to try and save the flight of spring and so all of her friends know that like she can't deal with laverna on her own she's not powerful enough so they shoot the power beams at her or whatever but because she has the rainbow in her eye it ends up powering her up and it's simultaneously like this magical rainbow in the icing but also the power of friendship and also the fact that she was willing to be self-sacrificial kind of in like you know how like captain america was like kind of weak sauce in the army but he had a really good heart and he could problem solve that's what i want that's exactly what it should have been such a better movie and then if she had an outfit change because of this it would have, been, you know, hopefully, you know, make it a little bit prettier. But it, after that storytelling yeah. would have been earned. I would yeah. have been like, sure, sell your doll, girl. Sell your doll, Mattel. Do it. No. They took yeah. what made Alina a good character in the previous films away, which makes her no longer a good character. Because what made her a good character was her emotional intelligence, her intelligence, her problem solving, her perseverance and her ability to form friendships and to work together with other people and they took all of that away yep and they made bibble an idiot and i hate that and they tried to shoehorn in romance with they shouldn't have had no personality why waste time with that when we could have been doing this other world building that you were talking about literally anything else you want to say Catherine, before we do our ranking I think I'm good. Okay, where do you rank this film, Catherine? It is only above Swan Lake. (laughs) Didn't you give Swan Lake like a zero? (laughs) I don't remember what I gave Swan Lake. It was like that or a one. Something like that. So maybe I'll give this one a two. Yeah. Because I think I gave Swan Lake like a one or a two for the dress actually being beautiful. Yes. Love the Swan Lake dress. rest of that movie is go go listen to that podcast go listen to that podcast for our thoughts on swan lake uh, but it yeah it just it, it is only better than that film yeah and that's not saying much like two out of ten 2.5 out of 10 maybe if i gave swan lake for some reason a two instead of a one i think i give swan lake like a zero we should really write this down we keep saying we should write this down and then we never do we never do <laughs> so i'm gonna give this one a one because there's nothing like as glaringly wrong as there is in swan lake um with this one as in 
nothing super duper problematic it just sucks um it's just not a good film at all it says nothing it does nothing it just it's infuriating to watch i will say it's more enjoyable to watch than barbie diaries because it is bad in a entertaining way Rue. Okay, I take it back. It is better than both Swan Lake and Barbie Diaries. I forgot that they existed. I tried to bring that from my mind. Yeah, um, like this one is sort of fun to hate watch, but you will hate it. Do you know what? Do you know what I think it is? What Barbie Diaries? The plot also sucks mm-hmm. and makes no sense. Yeah, but the animation is also bad. I will give the oh. animation, even if we don't, you know, the color palette, blah, whatever. At least the animation style is still not what the Barbie Diary style was. Yes, at least this one doesn't physically hurt your eyes to look at. Um, again, I don't like what they did with the saturation, but it's nowhere near as horrible as the Barbie Diaries. Yeah. So I give this a one. That's it. You know I, a film is pretty rough when you're like, oh, well, the animation was kind of not this horrible cluster mess thing that this other film was. That's how you know a film is bad. Yeah. But... I could, my whole thoughts on this can be summarized into why bother? If you're yeah. not going to do it right, why bother? Why bother? Any final closing thoughts, Gab Gab? Mm, uh, it's just so disappointing, especially after Mermaidia was so good. Like, why, why'd you do this to us? Yeah. <laughs> but we will eventually return back to the cinematic universe of Barbie Fairytopia with the Mariposa films. So we have that to look forward to. Did you ever see those, Kevin? Or will this be your first watching? I don't I don't think so. It might be my first go. I don't remember. The first time I saw Mariposa, the movie, was also the first day I ate a cheese Dorito. I have a- oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. I had a vivid memory of um, we went to the grocery store or something, and for some reason... I got the Barbie Mariposa, the movie, the DVD, and Doritos. I love that for you, Gab Gab. So, uh, you know, canon events. I don't know. You should pick some. Whenever we end up watching Mariposa, you should pick up some Doritos just I for should, just for the nostalgia. <laughs> this has been your Bibble Babes discussing the good, the bad, and the Barbie. Join us next time to sail into Barbie as the Island Princess. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram account at the Bibble Babes for the latest on all things Bibble Babes. Our Instagram is the place to learn about special episode announcements, suggest content or your very own hot takes to the Bibble Babes, and interact with all things Barbie. If you missed musicals, Island Princess is a musical, so that'll be fun. Woo woo! Whoop whoop! All right, we post a new episode every other Friday. So at least we try to. We we try. <laughs> we, we give it a go. There's effort involved, just sort of. So if you're new here, be sure to like and subscribe. And as always, spread kindness like the letter. Bye.